0: It's hard. Like anytime where I've done like three minute thing, like by myself, I'm like, nope, Like I'll, it'll take me 20 takes. This, we're fine doing one, but me talking by myself, I got to like clear a schedule.
1: <laughs> I, I do that when I'm leaving messages with people.
0: Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> Delete them, but I'm like, right, I'll do that again.
0: Yeah. And, and All again. the time. All the time, yeah. It's fine, great, got it, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Welcome to wherever you are. My name is Ryan McNeil in Toronto, Canada. You are listening to episode 283 of The Matinee Cast. It's a movie-loving podcast on my movie-loving website, thematinee.ca. Your home for cinematic passion and perspective. I miss my old friends sometimes. You see... Down moments of my days used to be dotted with some fun discussions and lively voices. And a lot of time it actually carried me through and gave me a smile and a buzz to get through the day. Now, not only have a lot of the old gang gone in separate directions, but the days don't have near as much downtime to be filled. Not just by me, but by a lot of other people who i used to like filling these spaces of time with um as such it's a little harder to keep up which is a shame because guests like today's are a lot of fun to keep up with she has a passionate voice a clever mind and she writes in a few different places including she likes movies and film hound. we're across the wire to london today katie hogan is here how are you katie hogan
1: i'm doing good the usual stuff is not great, but everything else is great.
0: <laughs> I think, I, you know, like we should start asking, how are you doing like with an asterisk, you know, like all <laughs> things considered, including <laughs> this, how are you doing?
1: <laughs> including this, I guess like I should, do you know what, everything's going well. It's going That's good. good. Like, That's good. I've actually started seeing, because I think there was a period of time in terms of film anyway, there was a period of time where I wasn't seeing like new films coming out. I'm um, getting mm. back into the rhythm actually getting to the cinema going in person seeing stuff that's coming out like the week it releases
0: Great. I'm I'm not quite at the the all the time rhythm just trying to keep safe and whatnot but I used to enjoy going late at night on a school night like going late at night on, on a work night and, and, and catching a, a movie late and then coming home and still getting up on time for work the next day it was it made me feel like I was breaking the rules or something I'm kind of getting back to that but still slowly um, I did that for this movie so that was oh, okay. uh, that was a lot of fun on episode 283 we're going to be keeping things short once again uh, actually short this time I'm not cory a tad short we're going to be discussing the northmen we're turning this episode around kind of quickly so we're going to keep um know your enemy and the other side for another day we're going to get katie back um sometime later in the year and we'll do those proper but on episode 283 we are going to be discussing the northmen it's the new slang right away So, The Northman is directed by Robert Eggers. It's written by Eggers along with Sion. It stars Alexander Skarsgard, Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Class uh, Bang, and Ethan Hawke. The Northman is the tale of uh, Amleth. He's the son of a Norse king named uh, Orvandal, who's played by Ethan Hawke. As our story begins, the king returns home from triumphant battles abroad, happy to be reunited with his son and his wife, Queen. Gudrun, that is Nicole Kidman. The celebration is short lived though, because soon after the king comes home, he is betrayed and killed by his brother Fjellner, that's uh, Klaas Bang. Fjellner claims a crown for himself, the queen is his own, and puts an execution order out for Amleth, who flees. Years later, Amleth has been raised by berserker Vikings. He has sworn vengeance for his father. He has been told by mystical strangers that he will soon have his revenge and he makes it his life's meaning after tracking fjolnir to iceland where he lives in exile married to Emleth's mother Emleth, who has been hiding out with slaves meets another slave named olga who falls in love with him just one more bit of inspiration for his quest eventually emlith gets his miss on a mystical sword and begins exacting his revenge the northman goes out of its way to be authentic Everything from the roles of the people to the music we hear to the costumes we see, it all comes with excruciating amount of attention to detail. And I mean, the proof is in the pudding. The film we're given is handsome, unique, brutal, and eye-popping. However, is it enough? So pop quiz hotshot, what value should we give to authenticity in film where technique is concerned?
1: Usually authenticity is usually for like period dramas. For some reason off the top of my head, I thought of um, Gangs of New York uh, where yeah. there's a snooker scene. And I just remember my dad going, that's not correct.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he always does that. So usually if there's something in a historical like film like that, then he will be like, that's not right, real. That shouldn't be there. Stuff like, and military uh, films or war films as well. But because I think The Northman is part fantasy, it could get away with not being incredibly authentic. Even though I agree with you, I think it is, um, and I think authenticity when it comes when it's mixed with fantasy, there should be some room for error. I
0: think. Yeah, I, I ask because I am somebody who is always impressed by craft. like I'm really always impressed by detail and attention. I I mentioned authenticity because I came away from this movie a little bit cool to skip ahead to actual reactions. I, 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 I enjoyed my time with it, for sure, and there's a lot of moments in it that will stay with me. I wasn't as enamored with it as I thought I would be, but in looking back on it, the one thing that I keep noticing and seeing and having my attention drawn to is the deep amount of attention that was paid to the craft work the shields that they use the the way they weigh their hair the tunic that alexander Skarsgård was wearing apparently is some sort of um copy of a relic that no longer exists like that's it's very very detailed and i look at all that and I, i appreciate it from from a you know, from a, from a craft point of view, but it, I don't know that it raises my overall experience of the movie.
1: It's like, oh, it's authentic looking. That's great.
0: Yeah. But yeah. is the story good? Yeah, but I know, I know you enjoyed the heck out of this movie. So, so tell me why you, you really loved it.
1: I was the opposite when I went in. The mindset was that basically I hadn't eaten enough food that day. So I was absolutely starving. So I was like, I just need a drink. I just need something to eat. So I literally got into, I was like, let me get away from all the people. And sit in my own row, <laughs> and I stuffed my face full of popcorn, like trying to like like make sure I was awake and full of energy. I was just expecting it to be okay, good. But the reason why is because I didn't really like the lighthouse. I could appreciate everything it was and why people liked it, but I don't like this film. <laughs> so I was just seeing like, okay, let's see what he's going to do next. And I was sitting three rows from like this massive screen, so. I think if I've been sitting at the back, I think I may have had a different first reaction because I got it full in the face. Right. <laughs> at first, I was like, "This is too much," but then <laughs> I, just, I was fully like absorbed into it. I liked the fact there was a mix of fantasy and folklore because I'm a <laughs> self-help for folklore. Okay. Uh, anything to do with that. Even if it's bad i will I will be like let me just let me just take that let me take absorb the folklore I'll accept it from anywhere <laughs> from anyone
0: yeah.
1: and it was um and then the fact that it was based on like a legend as well so there's like some truth in it mixed in with fantasy it was unex- I only, so it was unexpectedly like one of the best films I've seen this year. one yeah. okay. we in April yes, I can safely say that. oh yeah. Yes, I loved and hated how everything was really gross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay,
1: I just liked how like visceral it was, and
0: quite literally sometimes.
1: <laughs> like, I because sometimes you can watch a film and you're like, "This is disgusting for no reason." But I mm. felt like everything that happened, even it, even the bit where the the berserker. Uh, Vikings invade that the, the little village in the Russ. Like, even then, I was like, Oh no, I know what's going to happen here. This is going to be awful. Did not expect for some stuff to happen there. Yeah. Um, and I, I was like, But this this feels authentic. This is what this is what Berserker Vikings did. This is what they did. They just came and raided and killed people and grabbed them for slaves. So oh, yeah. I was just like, I accept all of this. There's like, there is an air of truth around um, a smaller story, which I which I really liked and I didn't and also it went somewhere where I didn't think it was going to go I didn't know he was going to I didn't know he was going to pretend to be a slave I didn't know he was going to creep back into uh his uncle's life I didn't know the like the circumstances with his uncle and his his mother I didn't know that was going to happen I didn't know they were going to end up there like, it, it was something, like, things didn't happen the way I thought it was. So I was surprised along the way. It wasn't sort of like going, like, mm hmm, I can see what's going to happen. Yet this, this, and this, and this. So I was surprised. The only thing that I could probably have guessed was the ending, not the setting.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Which we can spoil here because I do. No, know. I-
0: no i don't i don't think anybody expects that it's funny because that that scene is actually in the trailer for the movie but it has no context you have no idea where they actually are why they're doing what they're doing uh and and you know it's kind of a blink if you'll miss it as as far as like who's doing what in that moment it's it's funny because i was i was I, i do find this movie interesting and you know, I don't think I. I would never go so far as to say this is a bad movie or, or or anything like that. I think I just wanted something a little different, and that that admittedly is on me. I you know it's just it comes down to kind of the movies I've been seeing lately, and this was like the first time going back into a cinema after um, everything, everywhere, all at once, which is like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I haven't seen that yet. But I've really- no, no, which which I won't tell you anything about it. It's just that that movie is just every last idea in your head, it quite literally is everything everywhere all at once and just throw it all at the screen. You know, it's, it's a kitchen sink movie, this movie, um, you know, and, and I, I don't really say this to disparage it is I have seen this kind of story before, you know, if not necessarily with Vikings, I've seen it, you know, I I've seen it with Celts as a, for instance, or I've seen it with Britons. I haven't necessarily seen it with Vikings, but I've seen this kind of story. So when, when young um when young Amleth is rowing away and he's repeating his mantra, I will avenge my father, I will save my mother, I will kill my uncle, just repeating that over and over and over. I'm like, Yeah, you will, and it'll take about a hundred minutes, you know, yeah. and we'll and, and we'll be and we'll get that's exactly where we'll go. <laughs> I, I, I feel that. Like, you know, the, the the poor kid, he's there in his boat, rowing in the storm, just repeating this over and over as as what he's going to do to, to course correct the universe. And I'm like, uh-huh. That was the harder thing for me was just story-wise, I feel like a lot of the beats were very, very similar. This apparently is the episode where we talk about a lot of other movies. Um, one more other movie that I was reminded of, just because now it is available in Canada on demand, and it was on, in theaters last year, um, I thought about the Green Knight, and how yeah. the Green Knight is again kind of a quest type movie. Yeah. Not kind of, very much is a quest movie and and story and legend, but how that film appre- approached it in a much more dreamlike manner. This one, every time this movie goes dreamlike, whether it's the um, the seer played by Bjork or oh, or Olga doing her Olga thing. All of those moments, or, or, or you know, the, the the actual moment where he gets his weapon, that weird yes. horror-type duel in the belly of the ship. Those scenes I loved. Those scenes were, like, crack to me. But every time he goes back out and he just starts to slaughter, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing this again.
1: I quite like the slaughter. <laughs> just because I, I do like revenge stories, so... Can I
0: tweet that? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> I awesome. I, yeah, I like I like that bit. <laughs> and there's something satisfying. even because really that none of these most of these characters aren't great. They're not really no. good people. <laughs> well, they've got nice parts of them, but ultimately they are brutal. But yeah they've been they like they've lived in an environment where everything is brutal. So I would say the, only the slaves are probably the ones who aren't really meant to be there getting slaughtered. But everyone else, that's their life. This is what they do. This is what they know. <laughs> there was some satisfaction with the way he did things. But yeah. I, he really was like, yep, I can totally buy this. Because it, that's the kind of horror I can take. It's people being people. Because other horrors, just like when it's when it's just, uh, I guess this is I'm contradicting myself now. I was like, when it's just like a, a gore, a gory horror, the first thing that comes to mind is like something like Hostel. I'm not going to watch that. But I'll right. have to watch this, where he just lost people in the night with this magical sword. I'd much rather watch that because I know it's in the name of revenge. And revenge stories are always bloody. If there is a revenge, but there are revenge stories out there, there isn't much blood involved. There's more like craft. But. Most of them are blood vengeance, and I quite enjoy that. It's just satisfying watching someone win, even though they may not be good, but the other person was probably worse.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, I think the one thing I must appreciate this movie for, um, this movie's very primal, right? Mm-hmm. Like this movie, the there, there's a lot of... There's a lot of throat singing on the soundtrack. There's a lot of heavy drums on the soundtrack. There's a lot of, you know, there's a very grunty movie. <laughs> like, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of song. There's a lot of pits of score on the soundtrack that are very, huh, ha, huh, huh. And I'm like, okay. Um, but I got it. I must give it credit. Th- th- I'm not kidding. I'll, I'll, listen, I will end this episode with a clip from this movie and people can prove me wrong, okay? <laughs> I'm really impressed though because as primal as this movie is it never wants to get carried away with it like I I we have both probably seen movies that are set in in you know in the darker ages where it really wants to kind of get its jollies by being violent and by being brutal and by being you know like like really really um visceral this movie like don't get me wrong it's bloody for sure it's it's a bloody movie but at the same time it always seems to know where the line is like it doesn't take joy in being bloody
1: it's necessary so i mean like when there's a necessary amount amount of gore like there's like horror and then you've got they follow it up with a nice tender moment yeah it's like oh this is nice
0: yeah yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, like you said, where they cross, like they don't cross the line. They don't go over the top and stop just like fight, fight, battle, battle, force of slaughter. Is it's there are parts where he's just climbing up a hill, goes into that cave to chat to that guy. <laughs> I'm being very casual about that scene, but <laughs> involving Willem Defoe's like decapitated heads. Great, like there's there's no blood in that. There's no gore. It's just a chat in a cave with a guy and a head and a head,
0: yeah yeah and head. as as one does um, <laughs> yeah i mean scarsgard isn't asked to do too very much in this movie like he's he's really there to look tough uh to swing a sword uh so so you know like it's it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to critique his role everybody else who's around him um is is doing a lot of different things um i mean nicole kidman is acting her ass off in this movie when given the chance
1: yes although i have a bit of a problem with her accent
0: well i <laughs> i mean did you see her play lucy um yeah. it's, uh, no oh god uh, don't, that. it's yeah. don't 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 do it um yeah. yeah i mean that that was that was the thing i thought was really really interesting is He's not really asked to do a whole lot except look brutal and and swing a sword, um, and look badass. But everybody else who's around him does an amazing job of fueling everything that he does. Like right down to Ethan Hawke as his father. Like Ethan Hawke is not in this movie for long, but he makes the most of it while he's there. Um, and and same with with Anya Taylor Joy is given more to do than than Ethan Hawke is, but yeah. she plays it in this, um, this really kind of there's a tenderness to what she's doing, but it's also kind of cynical. Like she, she knows the danger she's in. She knows kind of where her place is in this, in this patriarchy. Um, and yet when she's given those glimmers of hope by this brutal Viking, she still allows, she still allows it out. Um, it, it's th- this cast is fantastic.
1: I can't remember if I wrote about this enough, but yeah, I, I really love the whole, every, even Nicole Kidman. I really like this casting although I was kind of disappointed that um what's his name Bill Skarsgård wasn't in it he right he was meant to play uh class class <laughs> um son okay so I think having those two on screen together sort of vying off would have been really good but I I really I can't remember the name of the actor's name who actually is playing the part but <clears throat> they all play like their roles in yeah, because I mentioned Shakespeare, it kind of feels like they are all fulfilling their role in this revenge story, and he's he. I I have to say I disagree with you about him not doing much. I feel like he does have like an undertone of like he he plays it down, and okay, I think if he he could have gone over the top, he could have it may, not it just made it a bit less impactful. The fact that he's a bit more quiet—it's not just like the silent. The silent strong No, he's not brooding. No, but I think he, I don't know how to explain it very well, but I just feel like he does play it. He's perfect for this. He literally, this is the role for him. Like Hmm. I I cannot imagine another actor playing that role
0: i mean don't get me wrong like i i i think he does well for what he's given to do i just i kind of wish he was given a little bit more i want a little bit more complexity from him that might again that might be me being greedy and not wanting the film i got
1: (laughs) he has to give more um i think is i don't the reason why i don't think he needs to give more is because like you said the other characters around him fuel what he's doing and yeah. they are they don't steal the limelight. They don't make themselves like, no, we're second billing or whatever. They they are there to serve a purpose and they serve it well.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I like even like um I quite like the small touches of uh Kate Dickey being in it.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And Ralph Instant. I mean he only comes in it right at the end for like a very short bit. But I was just like, I like this. <laughs> I like this short small nod to the witch, but even those like smaller roles, they are impactful and they do create this whole environment. I keep doing, I keep doing this thing with my hands, but I'm just like, <laughs> like everything is created perfectly, it's in like a perfect sphere.
0: <laughs> I like it. I do. We also have these additional flourishes of this, you know, kind of Greek chorus made up of uh, Stellan Sarsgard, um, Bjork hyde Bjork, and um and and um willem Defoe all moving this story along in these very very magical and elaborate ways um th- again like those to me like that that was that those parts for me were crack those parts for me like it could have been any actors in these moments, but the fact that these characters show up in those moments as ah oh, I love th- those are the moments I loved
1: yes. I agree with you on that. I think the bit with Bjork is literally the best thing in the film. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite because it, it when it how it happens, you sort of do a double take, going like, "Is is that Bjork?" Yeah. Oh my god, it's Bjork! And you yeah. listen to her what she's saying. You're like, "Yes, of course it's Bjork." Look what she listen to what she's actually saying. And it's like it, I looked up this afterwards. It's a huge kudos that they actually got her in the film because she said after breaking. Uh, no, not breaking away. After
0: dancer in the dark, she wasn't <laughs> gonna act anymore. Oh yeah, she had a terrible experience. She's like, I'm done. So yeah. yeah,
1: and they brought her back for like this perfect little segment, and it's it's creepy, but it's also an in, intoxicating. Ah, oh, it's oh, it's brilliant. It was just perfect. You kind of get those moments like absorb you in. It's out of the main story, but it's within the main story because it's like that bit of fantasy and mysticism, like blended together oh it's so brilliant that the book is my favorite
0: (laughs) well i mean like within the scope of this mythology and this um religion is a you know of the of this belief structure Mm. it's almost like angels and demons showing up right like we wouldn't we wouldn't flinch if, if suddenly an angel wandered into the movie if it was set in in western culture so seeing these kinds of characters wander in and out of this story it's it's very very much like that mm. and they're played up so very well
1: I, like, I, um sorry what you said about if like, someone just walked up and be like yep i accept this everything's <laughs> accepted nothing's yeah. like oh surprise it's like "Yep, yeah. this is normal totally what i expected so oh yeah
0: yeah why are you on this revenge quest son well the 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 the, the one who looks like bjork she told me i should do this
1: <laughs> the guy in the cave he said yeah. Yeah.
0: There was a head. It talked to me. Oh, okay. Got it. All right. It's got you. Yeah. Head of the cave. That's all you need to say.
1: Sorry, legit. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. So even though, you know, people can tell by now that I'm kind of cool on this movie, yes. the scope of this movie is incredible. The vast look settings, the photography of this movie. I was like almost in tears at that. Like you're, if you were sitting that close, as close as you say you are, like, you must have just been, like, a puddle.
1: Yeah. <laughs> for every moment where I'm like, whoa, I think I'm too close, but also I was in it. But there was a particular moment where I could feel myself just, like, slowly, like, moving forward without even realizing it. And I think it's when the Valkyrie comes out. Yeah. It's just for a, very, it's for a short moment, but because you just see the horse and you're like, hang on a minute, is that him being dragged to Valhalla? Or, like, it, it, you just slowly slowly find yourself dipping forward because as the horse is going further away i love that was that was another favorite moment
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, right yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) there i'll I'll make sure that i have a chart in the show notes of all of your favorite moments (laughs) the way this movie drifts the camera along the the countryside or or you know it goes along like when they're 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 riding their horses like along the tops of moors and it's yeah. just all of these all of these moments that like you can tell are very practical and, and must have must have been actually quite difficult to render because i know like we're in this age where a lot of people like to shit on the ubiquitousness of um you know generated photography yeah. but the reality is the opposite of that practical photography it's actually kind of hard, you (laughs) know, like there have been movies that have gone famously over budget and over schedule because they were trying to catch the light just so. And it's actually not nearly as easy as it seems. So seeing Eggers and his team time after time in this movie, deliver these amazing wide shots that just overwhelm you with these, with these greens and whites. And eventually we get to a volcano. So we get this like, flash of red um it's incredible to watch this stuff
1: it's um it kind of reminded me of how uh peter jackson uses new zealand basically as another this sounds like a cliche but using it as the scenery as another character this is the landscape (laughs) but it's also this is middle earth in this case this is it's meant to be iceland but they shot it in ireland Majority of in island. I I was really surprised after that, but um, they the 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 scenery is basically this is their home. This is the world. This is Iceland for the purposes of the film.
0: I mean, it reminds me to um, friend of the show Matthew Brown. I remember he mentioned in the um in the re- in his reaction to Skyfall how one of the most stunning bits of photography in the James Bond series was was in Scotland. Like it was, it was still in the UK, like for, for how far that franchise has trotted the globe. It stayed so close to home and got like an eye popping visual when they're driving out towards skyfall and get, you know, along that countryside. So this is now uh, the third film um, by Robert Eggers uh, that, that we've seen since, uh, if we count in The Witch and The Lighthouse, we've kind of touched on both those movies. Where does this kind of fall for you? What, what like, is, is Eggers a brand for you? Is he a draw? Um, where are you at with this storyteller?
1: Originally, The Witch scared the hell out of me. <laughs> so I couldn't... Okay what I need to re-watch that film, basically. You
0: got a phobia of goats or something?
1: Do you know what? The goat bit's fine. I think it's everything else. Okay. <laughs> There's so much. It's about suggestion. Because mm-hmm. That's what creeps me out. But I'm also like, I want to watch it, but I, was like, I can't watch it. I've got to hide. Um, but and So that was, so I didn't really think anything of it when he brought out The Lighthouse. But um, the only reason why I went to see The Lighthouse is because a friend wanted to see it. If I was going to be completely honest. Gotcha. and i hated it <laughs> but i can appreciate everything about it the allegory of it all like the I just just remembering some disgusting parts from it maybe i won't go into that the line. <laughs> i so i was i can understand why people liked it i just didn't personally like it or want to see mm-hmm. it again mm-hmm. Um, so like I said, for the Northman, I was like, I like this kind of idea of revenge. I like a revenge story. Okay. It's with Vikings. Let's have a look at this. And then it turned out to be, as I said, like one of the best things I've seen the whole year. Um, now that that's come out, it's, I can't see a progression. If that makes sense. All I can see is like him telling different stories, but in his style, yet they're all so different.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's it's like I I don't know what kind of tale he's going to tell me. You know, like he could tell me something very straightforward. Uh, I mean, like that's the thing. This is a very straightforward story. Yeah. Um or he could tell me something that is just this weird descent into madness like The Lighthouse, you know, or or, or have something with other themes built into it like The Witch, but he's always going to do it his way. I do find his way very interesting and a very good use of my time i don't know him as a brand just yet like i you know i can't i would oh, never just des- yeah. i would never describe another movie as eggers-esque um, <laughs> but as as a storyteller i'm interested for sure even if uh you know like i come away kind of cooler but i'm still like I'm, i always find that his movies are a valuable use of my time I'd put this one at the bottom of the stack for me.
1: Ooh, okay. I know,
0: I know. It's a very, but it's a very closely packed stack. That's the thing. It's just something has to finish third, and it's only because the story for me was was far more straightforward than the other two. The other two do things with themes and and whatnot. That this one sort of just set, set aside this time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he is he's certainly a storyteller who I I enjoy his approach um to to the to the medium quite a bit um you know it's a visual medium and the guy knows how to make a great visual so
1: he knows how to make something look good and make you watch it even if you don't want to stare at whatever William defoe has got in his mouth like you can just <laughs> still keep watching uh, <laughs> i am um, i well i've said i put the northman up top i put lighthouse at the bottom which in the middle but i need to re-watch it um and for me, story is important above all else. I'm I saying for me, but yeah, I guess most people who really love film, they're like... Well, some
0: a- people don't care. Some people want to see things blow up. Some people just want to watch pretty pictures.
1: <laughs> but that's still a story. But <laughs> sometimes.
0: But some, There's lots of people out there who are like, I don't want to think.
1: What I The reason why I think I like the Northman above the other two is because of the, the familiarity with the revenge story. With the, because I, if you could separate the three films, so the first two are about the unknown, and then the Northman is about the known. You already know how, you already know that this is a revenge story. Not necessarily how, like, how things are going to get done, but things will get done. With the others, you don't know how it's going to play out. And sometimes that just will give me anxiety.
0: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Like I want to, this is sort of like a I want to torture myself. I want to watch it. I want to know. I don't want to know with the north, but I'm like I don't care what you're gonna throw at me. I want to watch this. <laughs> like how much? How much, what are you gonna? How many body parts are you gonna chop up? Yep, yep. Let's just let's watch this. Cool, cool. But yeah, I think the, the it's just about the known and the unknown. So if we don't know, so with that, what is he gonna do next? We don't know.
0: Yeah, no, no idea. Um I mean, I, I the only thing that would surprise me is if he sets a movie in the present because all of his movies so far have been somewhere in the past, right? I can, I can almost at this point I almost can't imagine him doing a contemporary story. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't see him doing like, you know, a contemporary relationship drama for for his next movie. Now watch, that's exactly what his next movie is going to be. Now that I now that I've said that on this show,
1: but he'll dress it up in a different way. He'll, he'll make it with some fantasy elements to it for sure yeah. with yeah. Going to be contemporary it's gonna be something that it's gonna be odd, yeah like, like so with contemporary though, I couldn't imagine him doing something involving
0: technology no 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 god it's no weird. it's still early in the year, but it's it's definitely a movie that i I really um enjoyed my time with even if i it didn't like latch on to me it it I, I always like a movie that brings interesting faces and interesting voices to the table. We haven't really talked too much about, um, Bang, the, the guy who plays like the evil King. He's, uh, he's kind of an interesting touch.
1: Although some, uh, there is a point where I'm like the, like the menace kind of drops Mm. and then it just becomes like this weird, mild threat that just needs to be gotten rid of. So I don't like about spoilers and stuff because I, switched and i started to be like nicole kidman Gudrun is actually the villain.
0: <laughs> well she gets she gets this moment like without talking too much about the moment but she gets kind of a lady macbeth like moment yeah in in the late going of this film and i'm like twist <laughs> well i was like i like i she she gives this little speech i'm like oh you're vile I was like, "Oh, you are just old." I was like, "That is gross." Like she's she's the way she's talking, just with relish about what has happened. And on the one hand, she starts framing the story as something that you should actually pity her. She that is actually now that I now that I say it again out loud, that actually might be the best written moment in this whole story. Is she begins telling, um her son, when they get to this crucial moment, the reality of his legacy. Yeah. And it starts the, the cards start laying on the table in a way that you're like, you think to yourself, this is a person that we should pity. This is a person who was put into an unfortunate scenario that yeah. we just, everybody here just did not know. And then she keeps dealing cards and you're like, Oh no, we're good. We, we had you, yeah. we, we, we had you before. You want to stop? No. Oh, no. No, You're Keep
1: going. All right. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Like, so that's 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 that scene is the reason why I think it's she's really the villain, and that, and then class bang, he loses his bit of menace, and he just becomes
0: sort of like a porn. He keeps he keeps on going like that. That's the thing too is is when we get to yeah, he doesn't he doesn't stop because like, because a guy like him just can't right. Yeah.
1: I think they're both not, because the reason why I think he loses his menace and he just becomes something to get rid of is sort of like <laughs> if I was going to a carrot like what's the word? Uh, if I was going to sort of downplay the whole of Amleth's like journey, when he gets to that point, he's just like I said I would do this so I
0: I'm got bond, to, Yeah, yeah.
1: I've gotta kill him, you know, I said I would. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Let's get it over with in the most elaborate way possible. Yeah,
0: which we, we won't get into. But when you say the most elaborate way possible, <laughs> my God. Yes.
1: Yeah. I don't want anyone looking through the trailer trying to find that. No, nope. don't, d- don't do it. Just
0: go. Just go don't leave. See. Don't leave early. Don't, there, there's. Wait. There's, yeah, me. you'll know. <laughs> like, that's the thing. There's a lot of crazy visuals in this, in this movie. There's a lot of crazy scenes. You'll know when you get there I promise yeah because
1: I was like oh, okay oh, oh that's what we're gonna go with because yeah earlier because there's, there's um, one of the scenes where I it's like I didn't expect this and also wow I'm too close for this one <laughs> <laughs> it's when they're all it's run it's when the berserkers is around the fire and you're not you're like are they gonna fight each other are they gonna dance I don't know what they're doing but they're being aggressive yeah. now the animals great stuff. Like, okay, it's just sort of like a, let's get, let's get this out of our system. <laughs> that was the bit where I was like, this was unexpected. Just, <laughs> and then the, I was like, I'm enjoying the chanting. I'm enjoying the singing. I'm like, okay, are they going to dance? I'm like, no, it's not like, no, we'll just no
0: it's not, not that kind of party. No,
1: <laughs> no, we're so going to beat each other up now, kill each
0: other.
1: <laughs> I have no idea what they're going to do,
0: but oh man we end every review here on the matinee cast with a souvenir or something tangible or intangible if you could take away from this movie and keep you would um katie hogan if you could keep anything from this movie uh what would you keep
1: um i was gonna give a crass answer but i won't because that was a joke <laughs> <laughs> but um if i genuinely had to keep something it would probably be william defoe's head <laughs> <laughs> that
0: wasn't <a> crass answer. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Um, for me, I want to go to a uh a Natalke game. Uh I do not want to play because my god, but it it's this strange mix of like field hockey and lacrosse that they play in this culture that mm. is holy crap, vicious. Like I think the winning team is whoever has a person left standing at what? the end. Um and it's it's just they're trying to score goals and you score a goal by hitting a post with a ball and that looks every bit as hard as it sounds um but while you're doing that you're just beating the shit out of each other with sticks and i don't want to play because i would not last but i would certainly love to watch that (laughs) i like a good sports scene in a movie, really, you know, like I love when when the when the action takes a break and they just watch, you know, baseball, football, what have you. It's yeah. great. I, I did not expect this. I did I didn't know what the rules were, but I kind of figured them out pretty quick. Yes. Um, it's 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 like uh do, do you remember in um remember in the Fantastic Mr. Fox there was that game called Whackbat? Yes. Okay. I love it. It's like Whackbat, but by Violent Vikings. Yes. Yeah. If if there's yeah. any other kind, what the, what is wrong with me? <laughs> well, Vikings. violent Vikings. Yeah. So I don't want to play a game of Kerr, but I do want to watch. Yeah. yeah. Old rules too, please. I don't. I don't want to see any like tamed down 21st century version. I want like last person standing. We rate here on the Matinee Cast on a scale of one to four stars. Uh, Katie Hogan, what do you give Robert Eggers, The Northman?
1: Uh, four. It's gonna mm-hmm. be.
0: I could, I could tell. Like, like it's, it's clear. Like you love this movie. I'm, I'm a little bit cooler on it. But as I said, there's, there's a lot of this movie that I really do appreciate. I do want to go back again. Like that, that's the thing. Like it's, it's one of those movies. I kind of want to, I want to let a few things burn in and see it again. So uh, you know, I, I, don't hate this movie. I don't dislike this movie. I'm just, I'm a little cool on it. This is a three for me. Um, I'm happy I saw it. Happy I spent my time with it. There's, there's a few things in this movie where I wanted more of and i need to get a few other movies out of my head and take this movie as it comes so for at first go this movie's a three for me i still recommend it um and, and obviously you you love it cool. um hey maybe people who are listening to this hated this movie uh maybe you love it let me know ryan at the Matinee.ca. um we're not going to do a full other side as i mentioned but were there any other movies that you thought of that people could go on to after this like as good companion movies we kind of mentioned like you know, we're we're both kind of thinking that the lighthouse is a weird, yeah, way to spend your time. But I think we could both recommend people go on to the witch, especially yeah. for more Anya Taylor Joy. Like, why don't you go back and see where she came in? Because um, yeah. that was her that was her breakout.
1: Yeah, uh, I definitely say go back to the witch. <laughs> I should go back to the witch. That's good advice. Yeah. yeah. Um. So there was a couple. Well, the, annoyingly, I say annoyingly just because. I don't think they are the same but I just feel like there's some very small remnants where they could be similar um and that's gladiator yeah just because I'd like obviously not the scale gladiator is just like this purpose-built epic um, of like one man's you know fight to well get revenge but in a more elaborate way I find the Northman is just like he's just going to kill that one person. And I, saw, I only saw this film a couple of years ago, and it's, it's called The Salvation, <laughs> and it's that, um, it's that Western with Mads Mikkelsen. Oh, right. When his, him and his brother, and the, his, his, the actor who plays his brother, is also, he's Scandinavian as well. He's a great actor. He played Bjorn in The Hobbit, and literally that was my dream cast. for that particular role. I was like, this is amazing. Um, But yeah, The Salvation is about these two brothers from Scandinavia. They come out to the Old West to try and make a life for themselves. And Mads Mitherson brings over his wife and son. And on the journey, literally from picking them up, they are ambushed by a gang and they basically kill the boy, rape the mother and kill her, and leave him dead. His brother comes to save him and then they set out to get revenge.
0: I think one that came up for me um you mentioned a ridley scott movie so so will i um and this is a movie that's i think is actually kind of underappreciated still um is kingdom of heaven um 2005 i think 2006 uh with um orlando bloom and it's about the crusades but it's it's this it's it wasn't it did nothing at the time but it's really well done the story in it is so good um, it's it actually has like a lot of for a while there it actually had like a lot of additional meaning when one considers the the Crusades and the Holy Land and kind of where this whole century started cool. uh, that that we're in um it, it was it was it's an incredible movie and it's really handsome and it's really well done and it's got you know if, if somebody like watches it and wishes there there was more of it hey there's a director's cut too that's actually also really good director's cuts aren't always uh, especially recently oh. Um, I I, uh, yeah, shots fired. I know. To tie things back to kind of where we started with when I was talking about practical photography and how hard it is, um, a revenge film. It's not really. It's it's sort of a revenge film, and it's also sort of like an. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this chapter because I was part of it starting. Is there's also there's the Revenant, where. You know he's left for dead, and you know he's he's his son is gone, and he's basically like barely clinging to life. That was another film that was eye popping. That's another film that if somebody came away from it like me saying, yeah, it's handsome, but the story did nothing for me. I would totally understand it, even though for me the story I I actually quite like. um, It's one where the protagonist in that movie is also, you know, like that protagonist is evil. That protagonist is, is nowhere near like, you know, the King in this movie where we can sort of understand why and eventually feel sympathy. We feel no sympathy for Tom Hardy in, in the Revenant, but if nothing else, like that is a movie that just, I can just stare at it for, for two hours and, and just be happy, even though it too is very brutal. Yeah. That's more, yeah. Yeah. These are more brutal films. Well, there we go. Uh, that's a short episode 283 of the matinee cast. Um, we'll get back to, to full length in the weeks ahead. Um, I am so grateful that Katie was able to come by. Um, really? Come on back on Monday, May the 9th for episode 284. Uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about yet. We might talk about the Nicolas Cage movie just to have something a little bit different. Um, Katie's work can be found both on uh, FilmHound and also on um, She Likes Movies. Do you have anything coming up that people can look forward to this week?
1: um oh, it's not this week but i wrote a piece about wild things <laughs> um but it's going to be released um in the magazine first the okay. magazine i think that's going to come out in may
0: I, I will link to your writing about the northmen and people can read about that um and, and some of your other pieces um and if people want to follow you on twitter where can they find you
1: they can find me at hogan Shogun.
0: <laughs> love it! I love how some things never change. My my site is thematinee.ca, where you can find back episodes of the show. You can also uh, find them in all the old familiar places: Google, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, and Apple. Um, there's also places like Radio Public, Castbox, PodChaser, uh, TuneIn, and several more. Um, everything gives you ways to subscribe for free and get alerts when new episodes drop. And if by any chance you have found a new podcast platform you like that my show is not on, let me know. I'll put it there. It's real easy. Feedback on the Northmen can be left in the comment section of the site. You can email me Ryan at the matinee.ca and on Twitter. I am matinee underscore CA. There's always Facebook, facebook.com slash dark matinee. Any final thoughts, Miss Hogan, before I bid you adieu, um, go see the Northman and sit in the front row. There you go. Yeah. For, for full effect, sit close. You will thank us both later <laughs> for Katie. I'm Ryan. We'll see you at the matinee. Hey. <laughs>